Um, hi, this is Dr. Luke. Um, again, this is Heart to Heart, and this is our episode two. Um, and I'm very excited to invite my very old patients. How long have we known each other? Five years? Um, like three and a half years. Yeah. Three and a half years my from the first one. Turn, my first son turns three tomorrow. Okay, so it's actually four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's yeah. nine months. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> it's about four years, um, and I know uh, Kate for a while, and I, want, I wanted her to come to our show and to talk about, again, this is a podcast really to share uh, stories from the past, good and bad, because we didn't have success in every IVF cycles, um, and how, and making sure our audience or anyone who's out there, even not under the care of me, to not feel alone. Um, and lots of um, interviewers are not doctors, and of interviewees are not patients, so we're trying to, um, I'm trying to ask all the questions that I would think it would be benefit and hopefully for the audience. And obviously, uh, yes, we would love for you to submit any questions um, from you guys, the audience, to see if there's anything I miss that you would love to know from the next patient and so forth. But I'm trying to um, pick the ones that will have success. At the same time, also pick the ones that we have failure. But obviously, the successful ones come first, and because it's harder to <laughs> uh, invite patients that we may not able to get pregnant. So here it is, and this is uh, Caitlin. Um, so Caitlin, let's start off by um, you introducing yourself and how you got to know me. Uh, if you remember a little bit about where you went, like in terms, not where, but excuse me, how many cycles of fertility treatment yeah, you went yeah. to, and then how you bumped into me, basically. Okay. Um, so I was introduced to you through my OB. I'd been trying to get pregnant for, I guess it was five months. Um, and I remember like thinking I would get pregnant right away. And the person I knew at that time who had it took the longest to get pregnant. It took her five months. So I thought, like, well, I'll get pregnant definitely by five months. And then that didn't happen. So my doctor did a fertility workup. Um, and it was the – what's the one where they put the fluid, like, through the tubes? Uh, the, the HSG. Yes. Okay, so that one that showed a blockage. So my doctor said, suggested going to a fertility specialist. And she gave me a list of three names. Yours was the top one. And she said, so try to get in there. And if you can't, just go down the list. Um, and that test is not fun. Let's talk about this because we yes, have different. Yes, I remember you saying. So it's a hystero salpingogram, and it's like an X-ray. They put some dye yeah. up your uterus and into your tubes. Mm-hmm. And um, I I used to do lots of that actually when I was in my fellowship because the fellows are uh, responsible for doing that. The doctors, the fellow doctors, um, and. Um, and did you have lots of pain since you have a blockage on one tube or it, it was uncomfortable yeah okay. um yeah and it was kind of the first time I was doing anything like that I think as you go through the fertility cycle you're doing a lot of things that are uncomfortable so <laughs> I think probably going back now I'd be like oh that was a piece of cake but um <laughs> so you actually luckily had a cancellation maybe someone got pregnant or something um so I was able to get an appointment in like a week or two and this four again four years ago and, and somehow four you years had ago, fresh, yeah. wow your memory yeah. is pretty good yes I remember I remember where I was when this all happened um and we came in and we started with I think timed intercourse and then we did maybe two cycles of Clomid um and then we did an IUI and that's how I had my first son um so that was yeah he'll be three tomorrow so that, so so we we ovulate and let's refresh a little bit yeah, of the history yeah. you ovulate not at the uh, ovulate at the good side of the right two. yep so. yeah we got really lucky with i the first iui so that was amazing um and then i tried to get pregnant again and i think a lot of people say like you 
a lot since the second time. Oh, it's so much easier once you have, got running the first time. But the second time was actually harder for me. So I went to a different practice closer to home. Um, I did, I think, three IUIs there and then came back to see you. Um, and we did two IUIs and then went to IVF. IVF. Yeah. Yes. And um, let's talk about uh, the first baby first. Okay. Uh, now, how old were you with the first baby? I was 32. 32. Mm -hmm. And uh, any history in fertility? Do you have any? No. And we don't even know why your tube was blocked, right? No. Why was your yeah. tube blocked? Nope. No infection, nope. no uh, surgeries on no. your tube, no any nope. sexual diseases nope. in the past. No. So we didn't know. And no pain, right? During no. time of the course or no. anything, there's no, no. nothing. Yep. So you would not have known until you went no. to the tube test right that you're, exactly um and how long in total did you try from when you would refer or try actually before you refer and then getting to me i think it was about six or seven months before i got to you okay and then uh, from me to baby uh like three or four months okay so yeah. about eight to nine months yeah okay yeah. Um, how was the journey? I mean, eight, nine months is not as bad. Yeah, as I know. I know it's th a lot of people try for longer. Um, it was stressful, though, and especially thinking in the beginning that it was going to happen. Every single month thinking like, oh, okay, this is going to be the month. No, this is going to be the month. And then it doesn't happen. And, and you were so young. You were, Yeah, I mean, and I just, so I, I didn't know anyone who, who struggled. So I just, I assumed it was going to be easy. Um, and I remember when I went to the doctor for the fertility workup, which I'm so glad that they would, would let me do. Um, cause I think some doctors will say just wait for a year, yes, but yes. So I'm so glad they let me do that. Um, and when she said there was a blockage, I started crying in the office and I'm not super emotional, but I think I was just so sure everything was fine that I was just doing it just to like do something. Um, and then I realized, okay, maybe okay. it's not totally fine. <laughs> um, when you say they let you, is it the insurance program that, um, why? It was just the doctor's office offered it. Like if you'd been trying for gotcha gotcha six months you were you could come in for a fertility workup i don't think everyone's doctor's office offers yeah that. that's true because some um doctors primary care will be, they may say oh let's try you're so young let's try right, for six right, more months right and you may need a referral and mm -hmm. so these are very important i think for audiences who have been trying and active questions to ask your doctors yeah. because if you don't they may just oh standard just go home and keep yeah. on trying and not pursue more aggressive testing right. so i'm glad that you did and you're a great doctor that you know um let you pursue a little bit more mm -hmm. aggressive testing um and then you had your um baby mm -hmm. and how many months did you breastfeed for a year and uh, yeah. was it vaginal delivery or c-section it was vaginal okay mm -hmm. and any trauma anything it was nope. pretty good right yeah good yeah, good. um and then now you found me after how many months of trying after um, how many months of stop um, breastfeeding so funny so i wanted to get pregnant very quickly right away so i would pump like crazy so that I could give the baby breast milk for a year but that I could stop breastfeeding early so I could like get my cycle back going um so it was probably it was maybe like four months after I'd stopped breastfeeding uh-huh um but my son like hadn't he wasn't a year yet he was he was less than a year so then you start trying so, yeah did your cycle come back Yep, it actually okay. came back while I was breastfeeding. Right, yeah. great. So that's why people can still get pregnant. Right. And I always teach my patients, when you have your period, that means you are kind of ovulating. Okay, so how many months did you try before you I went to I tried the place for close to your house? Maybe like four four months or so. Four months? Yeah. Oh, so in a hurry? Yes. You really want, okay. So then you went to your yeah. uh, 
provider yeah, that yeah. was close to your house and different REI. And so, I mean, different doctor, right? Yeah. And so how many cycles again that you tried there? I think it was three IUIs. Three IUIs, yeah. okay. Um, and and, and I, I don't want to answer for you, but I would say, why did you come back to me right away? Oh. Like, um, but I think it's good for audience to know convenience is very important. You have a job, yeah. I bet, and you have a child. Um, morning visits are crazy for mm-hmm. patients. Yes. And convenience is one of the top priority but right. I and most of us are working I guess right. if I'm yeah I have lots of doctor friends who are also doing right. this but um I will let you sorry I let you yeah explain. so why did I come back yeah yeah tell, um, tell them why so did you come the, to doctor my other practice there there was the convenience factor was there but it there was just no personal relationship with my doctor um oh oh why did no why did you leave why did you go find oh, a different doctor because, yes because I moved so I was for the first baby I was in in the city and then I moved out to New Jersey so it was hard it like and, and it's hard, the mornings, yeah. right? And, and um, I also, to be honest, because the first one happened so quickly, I just assumed that I would have one IUI and then I would be pregnant. So I, I didn't even think about long term. I just thought this will happen very quickly again. And that didn't happen. Got you, got you. Yeah. Um, and yes, so then you did come back to me. And yeah. um, because we tried to make this a little bit, um, I, I know obviously my patients who are success, they will say lots of great things about me. So thank you uh, why you come back and you told me that before, but um, it's actually more general as a third person, let's say I'm not here, but right. what makes you choose a certain doctor or what is something important if your girlfriend is asking you, hey, Caitlin, I'm trying to find, where, let's say they're in somewhere, not even New York, but California, right. or right. where can they seek how, why yeah why come back to me then let's get back to that i think it's just like the trust factor and no someone who you feel is like genuinely invested in your success um and that you're not just a number or um you know not someone wouldn't lose track of you and and, and doesn't really know what's going on in your personal process so i think it's so important to have a doctor that you trust because there are so many variables and that was something I didn't really understand about the process before I started it um specifically IVF but there's there's so many different options between like the medications you could take the amount of medications you can take so you know what type of IVF to do I I think you question yourself so much and if you're doing the right thing that it's important to have trust in your doctor and not question you know if, if your doctor is is there for you and, and knows what's going on did you do any process. research not just you i asked my previous mm-hmm. patient in the previous episode for did you do some research on lab or because you were at also another provider do you right. do any research on no okay no no you're more like hey just wherever go back to go where back, i was comfortable uh-huh, yeah that, that yes. you got pregnant. yes okay um and um tell tell the audience what did you go through because i remember so. yeah um so we did um ivf and i had a lot of eggs right yeah, away 20, yeah, 20, yes it was it was um very exciting so we thought like okay everything's gonna be great um and then i think that whittled down through testing to three embryos yes yeah, no, no, you know what? It was, was two. Two, it two. was two. Yes, it was two. Sorry. Um, so we did um, the first transfer, didn't work. Second transfer, did didn't not work. work. Yes. So we were taking, um, we said we'd take a two-month break. We did like a vitamin kind of routine, kind of like reset everything. And I actually got pregnant during that break. Yes. The first time um, was like an early, like a chemical pregnancy. And then the second time was my second son um who's six months now yes yeah. um 
So it was a tough case for me, Kaylin, because uh, we had a failure. Yeah. Um, and it was truly so young. Um, you're young. I mean, I know uh, 35, you were with 35, me. Yeah. And uh, with so many eggs and with a normal, we should have got you pregnant. And so there was some factor, was it an embryo, was it an egg quality that would not uh, tolerate the biopsy, whatever it mm-hmm. was, that make us not able to get you pregnant, which was very sad because I told you, it's like, oh, 60, 70% success yeah. rate when you have a normal embryo here. Um, how was the process? How did you... You must be so devastated. I was devastated yeah, as a doctor was, because was, yeah. that is a classic successful story. But Yeah, I think that's, it was so devastating because I never, I thought it wouldn't work. I just assumed that it was going to work. Yes. So when it didn't work, I was, I think I was shocked. Um, and yeah, and it felt like it had been such a long time. Um, and then it kind of scared me for the future. Like if we do it again, will it work or do, are we going to end up back here? And because I had so many eggs, even if I got that many eggs again, would we end up with embryos at all? If we only if we went from twenty four to two, like you know, so yeah. And um, the case that we uh, we sent actually many embryos. I remember we sent seven or um, yeah. six embryos, and um, and I think um, and I told you well, this show us the quality ratio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the embryo quality and grading is great, and I would start to worry about receptivity of the uterus and things like that. But then I said, Caitlin. You need to go home and get some ovarian supplementation, which I truly believe um, can sometimes help patients' diet and so forth. Mm-hmm. And then you somehow did get pregnant. Yeah. Um, uh, did you, we, we were trying, because I told yeah, you, I was yeah. like, go home mm-hmm. and try, yeah. and so forth. Um, during that time when you were feeling, un- it's really hard to pick up that. Like, that transition was amazing. Yeah. How did you even hear from me? And somehow still listen to me. Because, like, you suck, Dr. Luke. Yeah, no, uh, you have a normal no. embryo that you... I mean, I did give you... I mean, I, we did work out and right, got the right, first right, child. Right. So I guess I have more confidence from you right. than anything. But but it's really sucked. Like, if I'm looking yeah. from a, like, Luke, what's right, going on? It's right. a normal embryo. She's 35. You should get her pregnant. How come you failed, you mm-hmm. know? So why... What is that pick you up? What makes you able to say, you know what... I can do it. Let me go home, follow some diet recommendation, and try to have them, you know, make, make Yeah, um, I, I think, sex. like, just if you want, you know, like, I wanted it so bad. To me, like, giving up wasn't even an option, really. Okay. Um, and, I mean, sticking with you, that wasn't, it wasn't an option to leave here either. And I think that goes back to the trust factor. You just need to trust somebody. It's so important. Because um, it would have been even more devastating if I had, you know, that loss in a sense and then I'm thinking and I need to find a new doctor and start all over again you know I think you just need to know that you're in the right place and um eventually I I remember someone said this to me when I was trying from the beginning you'll end up with the baby that you were meant to have and I do it's so cheesy but I do really believe that you end up with the child that you were meant to have and I look at my boys and I obviously you know feel that way very strongly um so I think I just kept that in the back of my head like it's hard now, but I will end up with the baby that I'm meant to have. Um, what do you do, Kaylin? Uh, I actually stay at home with them now. Oh, great. Yeah. How How is motherhood? It's crazy, but it's good, yeah. It's good, you <laughs> yeah. enjoy the process. Yeah, I don't and... take it for granted. Yeah, no, it's um, it's good, it's fun, yeah. 
Um, how this process, how is your partner helping you or family or friend? How how have you been trying to get support from them? Because I still remember you drive the car and I bump into you, yep, both of you. Yep. We're drawing blood. Yep. Um, and uh, hubby was downstairs waiting yep. for you to draw blood. It, it takes like a team. Yes, and I think yes. the baby was at the back waiting yes, for yep. you to come up to get blood work yep, done. Yep. Um, how 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 is the support like talk to the audience or even me like how did your family or your partner really helped you through this process or not or not yeah no my my husband was super supportive and we we pretty much like did everything together as much as we could and i think that's really important because then you don't feel like you're in it alone um my family was supportive checking up and i think that's kind of like a double-edged sword because you want you want people to be surrounding you, but you also, when you get bad news, if you if so many people are in on it and know what's happening, you feel like, okay, not only am I upset right now, but I need to call 10 people and tell them the bad news, you know? So it's, I think that's one of the hardest pieces of the whole process, um, kind of like finding a balance between letting people in, um, but also sharing, you know, your losses with them. Um, did you um, did you talk to your parents? Were you open yeah, about it? Or yeah, to your friends? Mm-hmm. All, um, yep, all of our family knew. Um, the first time around with my first son, I really didn't tell share with a lot of friends. Um, did they know that you go th- went through? Did they uh, even know you went through? Eventually, the eventually okay. they did because it's so funny. So I was working at the time um, when I got pregnant, and someone at work messaged me and said. I've been trying to get pregnant. How long did it take you to get pregnant? So I just announced it at work that I was pregnant. And I remember like feeling like, I don't really want to share this information. So I just said, oh, a couple months. I didn't want to tell the whole story. Um, and then she said, oh, because I've been trying for a really long time and we're considering trying like fertility treatment. And then, you know, I kind of thought to myself, like, why didn't I want to share with her? It's not, I don't know if it's an embarrassment issue. It's just like, you want to keep it personal. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. Um, it, after that, conversation I was like you know what I'm just gonna tell anyone who asks about it because it's important to get it out there and then other people feel like they can talk about it and you might you know find out that someone you're really close with is struggling and you can be a support system for each other so it is interesting um, because I'm a doctor always on the side and you talk about work and um, I did have struggle to try for my second child and I never needed more fertility treatment but as a doctor I'm doing this every day and drawing blood so on the flip side I was like hard to share with people because right. I was like hmm what am I doing wrong yeah, am I not eating yeah, the right diet yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but that was when I was working really hard so I never really studied it so the nutrition part really try to change and do what I think is correct and healthy for my patients and right. um, and I always tell my staff treat everyone like it's your family because if my sister is coming to me or my aunts or my um, you know relatives or niece I I do the same thing when they come for egg freezing and so but that personal story is difficult to release because everyone has their judgment Mm -hmm. like oh because you went to medical school maybe that's why you delay your time to get pregnant like I can see that all the judgment um, yeah in my family you know the big family and so I always like hmm like if I really want I able to even share it with people but um, I think I think it's cultural Right. In so many ways. Yeah. Um, did you do any Western, uh, Eastern, I guess, um, like acupuncture or anything during your processes? I tried acupuncture when I was trying to get pregnant um, with my first son, but I don't know why. It kind of stressed me out. Like, I, the whole time I was laying there, I'd be thinking, like, how does this work? And, like, what's supposed to be happening to me? 
So I decided to stop because it wasn't relaxing me. That's um, so funny. Yeah. So acupuncture really... But I know it's great for a lot of people. Yes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it doesn't but... work for everyone. Yeah. Um, and um, do you feel that um, with the diet, and th- did you combine with herbs or you just did it with nu- the, the nutrition diet? I, I did you? the nutrition diet that you gave me and I actually cut out all gluten. Okay. Um, it never came back, and um, we did a miscarriage panel because I had um, two chemical pregnancies. It never came back that that was an issue. Um, I actually went to get tested and, and blood work. It never came that that was an actual issue. I did get pregnant not eating gluten. I actually didn't eat gluten my entire pregnancy because I was scared, but I ate it now, and I'm fine. Um, you look great. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. I cannot <laughs> but I, but I, I did do I don't know if that did anything, but I... Yeah. I uh, slowly doing it, not everyone, but now I remind myself, maybe certain patients here, we also yeah. tell, there's no absolute science to it, but at that point, it's like, what can we do right. to help? Right. And if some gluten can do yep. it, I bet all yeah. my patients will yeah. cut down the gluten, so maybe some of the things that mm-hmm. I will also reiterate a little yeah. bit more, uh, because I would love that you got to have sex and get the baby instead of doing IVF right, fail right, right. and then not able to have a baby. Yeah. So, um, so I, th- we're going to, um, this is been a joy talking to you. I, I just want to, um, see if you have any questions for me you want to ask. Um, and, um, and, and yeah, and we will wrap it up. Yeah. Well, you're so positive and so upbeat and have so much energy. And I was just, how do you, keep that kind of a positive attitude even though you see loss and heartache all the time yes um it is a very difficult process and this actually the same question i asked another patient just now was that and me actually just now you i asked you uh you didn't get pregnant with this embryo but then you kept it going you found the force in your in your heart and you came on and the same thing with me, that that great day. Well, first of all, I really love what I do. That's really a joy and just talking to you is my dream. I always wanted this since I was a little girl. Oh, I want funny. to be a DJ. Oh, no way. <laughs> in Hong Kong though. That Not would have been a good question actually. What would, what would you be doing if you weren't doing this? Yes, uh, I, was, I wanted to be a DJ when I was in Hong Kong and they have this radio show. <laughs> and I was like wondering, I was a little in high school. I'm like, oh, I would love that to be a so DJ. Funny. And my dad is like, no, no, you're not gonna be a DJ. Okay, anyway, but so. <laughs> so you're combining those. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like my patient, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I just like to talk and I love to advertise. Oh, I, don't, yeah, I mean, um, give it to other patients yeah. to listen to it. And they don't, you know. And so I, I love what I do. Um, there are dark days, and I really have to, you know, family. My, I have my own family that right. I would talk to. I was like, "What did I do wrong?" Or my husband, I would talk to. Uh, he doesn't know what I'm talking about, yeah. but it's more like inventing, like, "Oh, did I do this? Did I do that? Right. Let me think through it. How should I tell this to my patient?" Um, and then also sometimes I will, you know, talk to patient. Like, is there anything else? Do you remember we talk about the black and white science and the gray, right. like there's the doctors that may do certain things that is not proven care or right. standard of care. Right. So if you go to different offices, you haven't even heard of gluten. Right. Well, you would say if there's standard of care, Dr. Lai would have done that, right. even I come and met you. Um, but yeah, the part of that, I would try to think of things outside the box, really the big key, right. and uh, to try to help patients. And there's always something outside the box. Right. Um, and I would try to be creative. And yes, I'm very competitive. Uh, so I would like pregnancy like my straight A's, my 4.0 GPA uh, in college. Yeah. I don't have any more GPAs. I tell my staff, yeah. where's my GPA? Yeah. There's no GPA. 
so I need people to get pregnant and have a baby and take a picture. So that is where、um, I get my feedback. So I get excited. So if there's really a down, go and go it, go at it again until the patient's having a baby. As long as the patient can yeah, cope yeah, with it. Um, well, it is a pleasure having yeah, you here,、so、um, and hopefully we have. You know, I I invite all of you to ask any questions I may have missed. I know some of you may have more questions,、uh, but for the future patients, we、we'll、say, oh, Dr. Luke, I wish I would have that. I would, you know, invite all of you guys to、uh, submit your questions.、Um, but for now, I would just say thank you for thank you. being with me this twenty、um, minutes, and、uh, thank you so much、yeah. for sharing with us with us your story.